Well, the NFL schedule, Reese, has just gone by as some other news in the trade market has just arisen as a pretty significant pass rusher has just been sent to Cleveland. This is Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. So in this episode, we are going to go through some of the teams with the toughest schedules and the easiest. Now, the only th- the, the only problem that I have with the schedule release, and this could be a much, it's clear that the NFL wants to cr- turn this into a big event. Only problem is, we already know who these teams are facing during like during the previous season. So the schedule release is just the order for which these player these teams are are facing each other, which isn't that big of a reveal. But it does still hold a little bit of water when you see that some of the most competitive teams are, you know, stacked up or if it's just a straight up an easy schedule and once we see it then you know, so we're we're gonna go over both the toughest and easiest schedules. But first we're gonna start off with Zadarius Smith, who was traded by the Vikings to the Browns. Now, there were a lot of rumors over the early part of this offseason where Zadarius Smith, I believe he requested to be traded earlier. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, it was a whole yeah. contract thing, I think. Yeah, and we weren't sure if they were going to go through with it. And it's been a couple months. But here we are. It is mid-May, and Smith has been traded to the Browns. Now, this is an intriguing spot because you have Garrett Williams already on one side. Excuse me. Jesus. Miles Garrett? Uh, Miles Garrett. I don't know. Who's Garrett Williams? Is he the the corner that you keep on mistakening everyone's name for? Yes, I am mistakening, Adam. All right. Yes, well, I'm saying with Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is obviously the wide receiver for the Jets, and Garrett Wilson's the corner for Syracuse, who all the, was recently drafted. All the Garretts, man. <laughs> it's the Garretts that you mistaken because they. It's it feels like you could Garrett could be a last name and it could be a first name. Yikes! It's weird. Imagine being named Garrett Garretts. Uh, no, couldn't be me. I would never put myself in that situation. All right. I wouldn't allow it. Yes. Well, Zadarius Smith now enters um, what's going to be a pretty significant dynamic duo between these two, Zadarius Smith and uh, Miles Garrett. And that is going to be pretty scary. Now, the the Browns have been working on their defense for a couple of years now. And everyone has thought that this team is going to have the best defense in all of football, and it winds up not being the case. And whether or not their run defense is something, their linebacking core, their secondary, that's one thing. This is going to be a pretty badass uh, pass rush. That's one thing that we can say. Yeah. And, yeah, and and honestly, all all of the chips are in place for this Cleveland Browns team to possibly contend if the, if everything all works out, if this team could gel. They have mm-hmm. the pieces everywhere you look. Yeah, I would say so. And obviously, you know, the, the AFC North is really just a tough, tough division. But when you look at who the Browns have it at edge rushers, because, you know, they, they told Jadavian Clowney to take a hike because Clowney, I don't know what went on with him, but he just stopped trying. 
So they have so now they have Miles Garrett and they have Zadarius Smith. And Zadarius Smith, he's not a household name like Garrett, but last season he did have 10 sacks. And now obviously you can't not double team Garrett, which is going to free up Smith some more. I mean, not but then again, Garrett eats double teams for breakfast, so it doesn't really matter. But I think it does wonders for their defense and how like a really good front seven, which they have, can greatly change the dynamic of the game. And it's going to make their secondary just breathe a little easier. You know, they have guys like Denzel Ward out there too. So honestly, I feel like it was a great pickup for Cleveland. Uh, do we know what they gave up for him though? I'm still trying to find that. It doesn't look like that's been released. In fact, I just like, as you just asked that, I got a, an ESPN notification saying Vikings trade Zadarius Smith to Cleveland in deal that includes multiple draft picks. Oh boy. I have not mentioned the compensation and this has happened a couple hours ago. Like it's not like this job. Usually it comes within the first 15 minutes of the trade. If that it's been a couple of hours, that's, that's been a little weird. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they've already agreed to the trade, but the compensation is still, like being worked out. Sometimes that happens. I mean, I, I really don't know. But either way, I think it's 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 a great pickup for the Browns. And like you mentioned, they're going to need it because, you know, you have like quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow in your division, quarterbacks that routinely eat your defense alive. So you need to fight back. And it's going to – and having those two bookends on your D-line – can help keep Lamar in the pocket and help, you know, keep Joe Burrow uncomfortable. So, yeah, this is like a win for the Browns. Of course, if they gave up something stupid for him, then I would argue it's not, but whoa, we will see. Yeah, and you mentioned those offensive lines for the Bengals and Ravens. Those are pretty good offensive lines right now. So, mm-hmm. for them to be they have to they need to get some sort of an edge um in order for this to work. And on defense, they just haven't – their identity on defense clearly has not been their secondary, although they have pieces there. Not their linebacking core. The only sig- like real significant superstar piece they have is Miles Garrett. So you might as well make that pass rush be their identity. So yeah. they, found, they found something that um, can disturb Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson. And, and those are t- some pretty good offensive lines, so they're going to need that. Those are four games. Do you know how many four? Do you know how many wins? How or how significant four wins is in the in the NFL out of a seventeen game season? That's the yeah. difference between making the playoffs and not. That's the difference between being the number one seed and barely squeaking into the postseason. Mm-hmm. So if you can win those games, then you might not only make it make the playoffs you could be in the running for that division I, I mean i'm just spewing i'm just spewing out possibilities here the bengals are still taking that division well, with the ravens having an outside chance but i was just saying mean, don't say that out loud too many times or else justin will materialize behind you yeah it's too bad he couldn't make the show otherwise he'd be screaming in my ear right now he's out tonight some would say yeah happens happens sometimes but while we're on the show that's, I mean, that's where, that's what I have. I mean, we're going to, I think the Browns are, they were already a top three team in this division, which doesn't say much because this is a very competitive division. Actually, it mm-hmm. does, it does, I, yeah. I don't know. 
It, you know what I'm trying to say. Like they, this is this is a competitive division, and this Browns team is going to be a competitive team, and they are in. And because of that, they need every edge that they can get. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I, yeah, I'll allow it. All right. Well, we will see how that all shakes out with Zadarius Smith. Good pickup for the Browns. We'll see what the uh, draft the draft compensation looks like. But we're going to get into this schedule release and possibly make some possibly make some con- comments just about the schedule release in general as an event because it it does it's had some mixed reviews to say the least. So we'll get to that next. We're going to start with the toughest schedules and then we're going to transition to the easiest ones just like just as we have every off season. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Secret Weapon Consulting. I'm Adam Wright with CJ Medeiros tonight. No Justin Tucker for the night. Sorry to disappoint you, Justin Tucker fans. The real Justin Tucker, not the not the wimpy football player. <laughs> but <laughs> no shade at just the other the uh, real Justin Tucker, like as in uh, Ravens. Uh, that was a joke. He's I would actually argue we have the real Justin Tucker. He even uh, Tuck even plays football too. I know, but the real, like, the Ravens' Justin Tucker is a badass Justin Tucker, too. So I didn't want to throw shade there. I was just making a joke. Uh, please don't the come at Justin me. Tucker. Please don't come at me, Ravens fans. And I probably also pissed off Tuck because he's also a Ravens fan. Um, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but listen, so we're going to get into the schedule release. And I wanted to just comment on the whole thing as in general before we start. And I really like, I really think if they want to turn this into an event, they probably could pull that off. The problem is they're not executing it the right way because why make it into such a big event when we already know who these, these teams are facing, right? It's like, you're, you're trying to tease something that everybody knows. Like imagine trying to come. Imagine making a new a tr- new trailer for a movie that's already been out that everyone has seen. No one would care because everyone's seen it already. They know what happens. It's the same thing with the t- with uh, this schedule release, right? We mm-hmm. already know what's going to happen. We know the teams that they're facing. They're, you're just the only thing you're re- revealing is the order from which from from which these teams are playing each other, which does hold some water. But it's not the same as if we learned everything at once. That would be something. I'd want to know what the who the Patriots are facing. Like exactly who they are and when they're going to face them at the exact same time. That would be something. But we we find out I'm I'm not sure exactly when we find out um the schedule for the next season, but it's fairly early, is it not? 
Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like I would say around the Super Bowl ish was when we at least know who the teams are going to face. And that's another thing about like how they release it on the actual like releasing day. They don't put out all the schedules at once. It kind of trickles down. It's like these are the big games. And also, I'm sorry, but the NFL tries too hard with their marquee matchups. It was like, oh, look at this. These guys on prime time. It's like, yeah, but how often does that work? Remember the Broncos got Russell Wilson. They got all the prime time games. Look at how that worked. And the Rams, reigning Super Bowl champs, got all the prime time games until the entire team was hurt. My point is, it's not that the NFL can't should make an event at this. It's that they shouldn't, and they're trying so hard, and they don't need to. So, so you think this shouldn't be an event that they? No, it should not, because it's not like the Super Bowl. It's not like the draft. It's not like those first few days of free agency. It's just, it's the the, the schedule release. Like, stop trying to make this like a thing. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. They no, no, they on. are they are trying really hard to make it an event. I'm just saying, and I'm not even. I don't even. I'm very indifferent on whether or not they should. It's just if they do, there's things that they could do to pull it off. Because it, like like I said, like we already know who these who these teams are facing. So why are we turning it into an event if we already know? It's either you go all the way in, you go all in, and you say, and you give the teams, and the order for which those teams are facing each other at the same time, or you just don't make it an event at all. Just kind of have it be a side thing, maybe a little event. You know, there's a, a show that happens and it's just kind of low key, but they kind of trying to market it as this huge thing. Like it's the draft. And I'm saying like, they, they could pull that off. That is a possibility, but you have to, there's things that you need to do. And I was, we were talking a little bit off camera here. If they really wanted to go, if they really wanted to lean into this schedule release to really make it interesting, because we already know their first eight games of the year, they're going to face their, their division rivals twice. What if you took out the divisions? Mm-hmm. What, if we, what if we really made it interesting? And we say, you could be facing the Buccaneers. You could be facing the Chiefs. You could be facing... I mean, the the possibilities are endless there. Yeah, and look, I, I agree. And getting rid of the divisions is something like I agree with because it's just, I just I don't think that the winner of each division should go to the playoffs. Now, I mean, I don't have any specific examples. Looking at you, Tampa. Just kidding. I do. Remember the like over a decade ago the. What were they called? The, the seven and nine Seahawks made the playoffs because their division was trash. And I think that happened again in the NFC South sometime between like 2013, 2014. Just get rid of the divisions. Let's have it be by record. Right. And that would do wonders for the NFL postseason, too, because then you have better teams there. Because there's teams who will finish 11 and five, but they're in the toughest division in football. And they don't make it, and then there's a team that goes seven and nine, or well, I'm 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 naming records that are that are outdated because it's a 17 game season. But get the you get the point, mm-hmm. right? You you have teams who don't deserve to be there getting there, and teams who deserve to be there not making it, and it makes the postseason that much worse. Yeah, 
So like, and I mean, I mean, we we complain a lot. I complain a lot about the wild card, the wild card round. It's almost like the real postseason doesn't start until the, the divisional round. In most it's cases, true. every once in a while, you'll get a good matchup, a, a nice upset. But for the most part, the real postseason starts in the divisional round, where the the real teams make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I agree. You know, barring some sort of catastrophic meltdown. Because there's always that one team in that one terrible division that's either at or below 500 that is in the playoffs. They have no business being there. And it's like, well, congratulations. You've wasted like you waste like three hours of your life watching a team that shouldn't be there get smacked by like a team that should be there. It's just it's so aggravating. Exactly. It's exactly. Um, but let's start on this segment here which is the toughest schedules. I know you have some strong feelings about your Patriots. Go at it. Uh, This is not going to be a fun year for them. Now, depending on who you ask, because there's really no way to rank the schedules, like, because I've seen the Patriots at lowest five and at highest one, like everywhere in between. Yeah. But. But it's like, but there's no bones about it. They have the toughest, one of, if not the toughest schedules. And, you know, in a make or break year for Mac Jones, this is not ideal. They're gonna, he's going to be running the gauntlet, and chances are it's going to kill his confidence. Like, you know, because, you know, the whole thing about, you know, the Bill Belichick drama, that that also hurt him. But this, uh, this I'm not looking forward to it. I, I'm really not. And it's not even like, and if slash when the Patriots finish below 500, it's not their fault. They just had a bad roll of the dice. Well, they also haven't done enough to fix that offensive line. No, that's, I know they that's haven't. another thing. Well, and they did, they didn't even have to go offensive line in the draft. They could have, there were some pieces in free agency that they could have gone after, but no, we'd rather go for for Riley reef for some stupid reason. See, here's the thing. Let's just be grateful we even got anyone in free agency because all the reports were saying that Bill was, even though we were like top 10 in cap space, Bill was content to have another Patriots offseason, you know, like a few under-the-radar moves, very modest free agency, and like another Patriots draft. Apparently that's what he wanted, and the only reason we did anything this offseason was because Kraft made him do it. He didn't want to, but Kraft made him. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I know it's not about the schedule, but I do think it's worth pointing out that the Patriots should be lucky they're even as halfway decent as they are because Bill did not want this. All right. But so also, I, the, yeah. uh, I just want to say the AFC East, just zooming out, the AFC East in general, that's got to be one of, if not the toughest division. Maybe like the NFC East is a little tougher because any one of these teams, like you put them in the NFC – and they're going to be a playoff lock. Yeah, a lot of it is about the division. And that's another part of why the schedule release is not that big of a it's not that bi- that big of a mystery. Well, we know it's six not, of the games already. Exactly. Actually eight, right? Cuz you face mm-hmm. each other twice. Yeah, but you're right, six, three, six, because yeah, uh, you don't face yourself, the stupid, 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 stupid. I forgive you. Um, you're right. You already know those. And if you're in a tough division, then you already know your divi- your schedule is overall is going to be tough because that's those are six games right there. Yes. Um, but another like, let's look at this New York Jets team. 
So which this and this also further supports your argument of the AFC East, just the whole thing having a tough division, uh, just a tough schedule. Because let's look at some, let's look at this schedule for them. So not uh, nine of their eleven games are are going to be extremely tough. So right out of the gate of their first eleven games, that's rather. So right out of the gate, so you got Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, Chiefs then Broncos, then Eagles, Giants. Mm. Like, this is going... Like, I think this Jets team is going to be a pretty talented team, and they, I believe they'll be competitive. But it might take them some time to gel. And <laughs> what better a way to, to gel than your first three... Your first four games being against the Bills, Cowboys, Patriots, and Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's going to be our September for you. Yeah, well, they drafted Rodgers to win, and we'll, we'll see. And then their their November is their October is not any better. They have the Broncos, so that's a coin flip there. And the Chiefs are technically October, but they're October first. Uh, Broncos, Eagles, Giants, Chargers. I mean, we're now we're in November at this point, and I mean it's going to be tough for them to win any of these games. Then they have a quick turnaround against the against the Raiders on November twelfth, but then it's Bills, Dolphins, Falcons, Texans are easy. They they should win those games. Knock on wood. <laughs> then you have the Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Patriots. But nine of those first eleven games of the season are going to be extremely tough. Actually, no, not ten of their eleven. 10 of their 11, because I, I, I don't know why I got the the other one. But yeah, no, it's fine. I mean, those are all teams that should be competitive. And let's not, yeah. the one team that we don't believe will, let's not completely rule out the Raiders. Not completely. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they have talent. You know, they, I mean, Garoppolo's not a quarterback to sneeze at. And not to mention, you have a, you know, what's his name there? Uh, the receiver, Devontae Adams. You got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones on the defense. So it's not like they're scrubs. Yeah. Um, and before we before we move on to easiest schedules, I just want to look at the entire NFC East as well. Mm-hmm. Because that is really tough, too. The Eagles are going to have it tough. The Giants, uh, the Cowboys not just because they're in their own division, which is tough already, but they also have the AFC East, which is the other, the other toughest division in all of football. So they, I mean, everyone is going to have, whoever comes out of that, of either of those divisions are going to be battle tested, man. They're going to be ready for postseason action. I mean, that, that is going to be one thing that they, that they have as an advantage is that they did not face any scrubs. They have faced tough competition. They're ready to go. So whoever comes out of those of those divisions is going to be they're going to be ready to go. And they have the North. Don't they both have the AFC North? I don't know, maybe. I'm not sure. I know the I know the AFC oh, wait, East. Well, I think the, the AFC East had the AFC North last year, but Okay. I'm I'm not sure, but the the north is is no team no division to sc- to sneeze at either. See what I'm talking about? Like we're basically yeah. just getting getting into divisions now. If you're mm-hmm. in a tough division, you're going to have a tough schedule. 
which is why if you want to turn this into an event, if you want to turn this into a thing, then get rid of the divisions. And exactly. it would probably make a lot of other things better too, including the NFL postseason. But hey, we'll I agree. They, we'll see what they do about that. It'll make it'll it'll make the rest of the league a lot better. But we'll see. All right. Well, we talked about some of the toughest schedules. We're going to get into the easiest ones. The walks in the park. That's next. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power Radiant and Secret Weapon Consulting. Adam Wright, CJ Medeiros. So we have talked about the Zadarius Smith trade. Uh, the Browns making a good pickup with him. And then we've went on to talk about the toughest schedules after the schedule release that the NFL is so trying so hard to turn into a great event, which they can again. I, I think they can. Um, they got to do. They got to do some things first, but. Without further ado, easiest schedules. Um, there's a lot of interesting ones out there. And if you don't mind, I would like to lead off. I'll allow it. Um, the, now, the Houston Texans are probably not going to make the playoffs. But they have a fairly easy schedule. And again, this, this all comes down to their division. Their division kind of blows. Kinda. All they have is the Jaguars twice, and they're set. That's their division. Um, outside of that, they have the Ravens, the Bengals. They have the Broncos, the Browns. That's about it. Um, they have the Jets. They have the Jets. That's kind of a tough one. But see, here's the thing. I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but like, see, here's the thing when you talk about easy, like, you know, how these bad teams, like the Texans, prior to make the playoffs, have easy schedules. Is it really going to be easy for them if they themselves are also not good? It's, for the most part, it's going to be like watching two children have a tickle fight. Well, I, I, I think the te- they while the Texans aren't ready for contention or maybe not even to be competitive, they have some talent there. Oh, yeah, they do, but I don't know. Also, it's the same thing with the NFC South. Like A lot of those guys have like – an easy schedule and aside from the saints it's like oh wow the rest of your division sucks right and you're, what you're saying is well you suck too yeah pretty much but i just don't like they might not be ready for the spotlight but uh, it's hard to put this in, a, in the way that i want it to but like uh, they can be competitive and they have some talent that is young they may not be ready for the spotlight but they can make some noise at the very least. Yes, yes, this is... I Yeah, I guess. And it helps to have the schedule. Just saying. It helps to have mm. the schedule to go along with it. I think the New York Jets, who they're facing um, later on in the season in uh, on December 10th, they're going to be a tougher out because that team by then 
will have had plenty of time to all play together, all those new faces, and they will be a, a formidable, a formidable mm-hmm. team. Broncos are a coin flip. They sucked last year, but they have a lot of talent, and they and did make some necessary changes. Exactly. And the Bengals are going to be a tough out. Um, the the Jaguars, that's a that is an up and coming team that looks ready to contend. But they could take one of those two, those divisional yeah. matchups. The Ravens are going to be interesting. So they they could win. Let's say they go nine and eight. I could kind of see that. Perhaps. But another thing is uh this whole schedule thing, I just you know come to think of it. It's just we don't know how good these teams are going to be. This whole easiest, hardest ranking, if you think about it, it's a little stupid. Because I alluded to this earlier. How many times have were we in for what the NFL calls a marquee matchup? By the time that team, by the time that rolls around, one of those teams sucks and it's a blowout. You know, one team's just playing down the competition, the other's hurt. That's the thing. You can't predict injuries. So a team with like a really easy schedule could completely fall apart if they get hurt. Yeah, but bad matchups are going to happen just regardless of if you if you push for it or, or market it or not. You know, they, these matchups are there's going to it's going to happen that way. I mean, yeah. but you can do you can do the best you can with the scheduling to make the NFL season more more competitive. Yeah. And I think they, they still like they can still go and market um, these matchups. It's not like it all, it yeah. happens. It's not like it happens all the time where every single matchup they sell is going to just be putrid. A lot of the time, the they the Rams and the Broncos last year that was awful. They yeah, had so bad. many primetime games and they were not deserving of any. This was also this was also just an ass backwards season. Like I feel yeah. like everything that we thought would happen did not happen. I had the Bron- I had the Buccaneers going to the Super Bowl. I'm pretty it, sure I did too. Playoffs. And I thought I thought the Rams were still going to be at least in the conference championship, and they were in compete. I mean, they they gave the Broncos a, a uh, actually no, it was the C. Sorry, the Jesus, the Seahawks. Yeah. It gave the Seahawks a top five pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'll do a few things. Yeah. I just, like I said, it, it's just, it, it, it's just, it's foolish to just promote these games ahead of time because you have egg on your face when it doesn't work out. And it happens every year. How many primetime games end up sucking? Not going to point on a specific time Thursday night, but. Those games always suck. It's like, oh, we're going to have a really good matchup, and everyone's hurt. Yeah. Um, here's another team that I have. The Chicago Bears. They, they have a pretty decent schedule. Yeah, especially to – it's not too bad to open up the season. So the first two games of the year, they have the Packers and then the Buccaneers. Yes. That could be – that's – that seems like a very easy 2 and 0 start. Then you have the Chiefs, that's a loss. Scheduled loss right there. <laughs> unless the Bears just unless Justin Fields just turns into like the second coming of Deshaun Watson and this Bears team is like electric. <laughs> but I don't see it yet. We'll see what happens. Of Deshaun Watson. 
Well, not. <laughs> I'm talking about on the field. Yeah. Um. Then they have the Broncos again. A coin flip. They could be very good or very bad. The Commanders probably going to finish last in that division. Then the Vikings, and again another team that looks like it's uh, starting to trend on its way down. Raiders. That should be a win. Chargers. Now the Chargers are never mm. as good as they're projected to be. And so I feel like that could be a very coaching. yes. And I, I feel like that's a game that they can win. Then you have the Saints. Saints, we only have them winning the winning the division because uh being a competitive team because of their division. Another mm-hmm. team with an easy schedule. Um Panthers, Lions. So they have the Lions twice, and that's basically it. Then the Browns could be competitive. But, I mean, it really helps when, you're, when your division sucks and you're facing everyone twice a, twice a year. Yeah. I, 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 can, I can see that. Which is, again, why if they took away the divisions, it would make things a lot more interesting. Oh, yeah. You don't have to sell me on that. I'm 110% on board. Yeah, I think the Patriots might have had a better shot at making the playoffs if that were the case, but mm. we don't we don't need to go down that road. Um, you have any you have any picks yourself? Uh, no, I pretty much agree with you. I mean, it's I mean, despite what they say, we all know like who's got an easy schedule and who's got a hard one, and and you are correct when you say a lot of it is just because of the division. Yeah, and the more we have talked about about these schedules on this show, the more we just allude to talking about the division. So again, if we want to make this an event, we can. It would be an interesting event if you took away the divisions, you don't reveal anything, anything, not the teams, not the order from which you're facing the teams, all of that at the until the exact same time, until the mm-hmm. exact same time on your schedule release. Then we have some good matchups to break down. See, and I think that would I, I think that would be great. I w- that would be fun. I'll have a bunch of my friends over. We'll have some wings, have a few beers. It'd be a great time. I'd love that. <laughs> wouldn't be the worst thing. It wouldn't be the worst, not at all. All right. Um, that pretty much covers all we were going to talk about today. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I do not. All right. Well, without further ado, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. We have new episodes out on Tuesdays and Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and so much more. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.